Hello and welcome to another episode of Painting the Corners. Well, guys, it's October. You know what that means. It's time for playoff baseball. And with the new uh, Major League Baseball playoff format, that means it's time for four three-game wildcard series. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be electric. There's going to be no-name heroes. There's going to be stars. It's got it all. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Alrighty, so as those who have listened to our podcast since day one know, we will be starting with the National League. We gotta break the East Coast bias. Though I will mention that if you were to ask John Heyman, there is actually a West Coast bias. So maybe we're doing disservice to the cause. By the way, let's get into the first NL matchup. And I'm gonna start a little bit out of order in terms of how the bracket looks aesthetically, just because I want to touch on the Padres and Mets series. Um, and I want everyone to know that we have already done an in-depth breakdown on this series and are painting the Padres series that will be up on our Spotify and everything that, everywhere that you find our podcast. So if you want a real in-depth breakdown on that one, go check out our episode there. But we'd be remiss without even discussing some big points. So let's start with this. The Mets are going to be starting Max Scherzer Game 1 against the Padres, and their rotation plans go as followed unofficially. If they win Game 1, Chris Bassett's going to go Game 2, and DeGrom will go Game 3 if needed, ideally lining him up for a Game 1 against the Dodgers if they can win Games 1 and 2. If they were to lose Game 1, they're going to go to DeGrom. Padres have announced Darvish will be pitching Game 1. He will be facing off against Max Scherzer. A phenomenal matchup, if you ask me. And Snell and Musgrove, in some order, will go game two and three. That is yet to be announced. Um, I'm looking at this series as an extremely competitive series, a pretty fair series, balanced series. Nationally, it doesn't seem to be getting that sort of attention. But I don't know what you think, Johnny, but I'm pretty confident that this will be a good series. Yeah, we talked about it, as you said, more in our Painting the Padres episode. We talked a lot about um, our thoughts on the Mets' uh, rotation strategies. Saving DeGrom for an elimination game. Um, definitely uh, an interesting strategy that we haven't really seen before in playoff history. So I'll be sure to, uh, I'll be very interested to see how that plays out. But yeah, should be a good series. A lot of people might be, uh, might take a look at the records 101 and 61 for the Mets, 89 and 73 for the Padres. And they might think that this is a pushover series, but I mean, 89 wins is more than the 2021 Braves or the 2014 Giants, and both of those teams went all the way to the title. So nobody can be counted out here. No, and the Mets will always met. So hopefully they met in the Padres series. Um, But if not, they'll find a way to screw something up at some point. So, (laughs) yeah, like we said, we're not going to get too much into the series other than kind of the, the overshadow here. My prediction on this series, it's going to go to a Game 3. I would be shocked if it doesn't. And in that Game 3, it's going to be a phenomenal matchup. And I predict the Padres coming out on top. I'm going to be a little biased, but I think that underdog mentality is going to play big for them. And I see the Padres coming out on top here. All right. You know, that's fair. I would agree, too, with my my heart, my fan bias. 
but the Mets are, are a better team. So I would give them the edge, probably 55-45 in this series. Uh, but obviously the door is open for either team to seize this series with a good performance. So let's move on to the Cardinals and Phillies. You want to talk about that matchup, Logan? Yeah, so the Cardinals and Phillies is going to be a matchup of two red teams. Um, always fun. <laughs> the Phillies have a fairly straightforward rotation. You got Zach Wheeler, you got Aaron Nola, and you got Robert no, Robert Suarez. What's his name? Ranger Suarez. Ranger Suarez. And you got Ranger Suarez. Um you know, obviously the the top there with Wheeler and Nola is pretty scary in any game one or two. Both guys can go deep into ball games. Both guys have a lot of pitches that they utilize very well. The Phillies, one knock you're always going to give them is the bullpen and the defense. Uh, that's where they're going to get hit the hardest. Um, bouncing a little bit to the Cardinals, though, they have made an interesting announcement, one that I did not expect. Um their game one starter is actually Jose Quintana. Definitely came out of nowhere for me. I didn't even for think sure. he was going to pitch in the series, let alone be surprised if he didn't make that roster. Um, you know, it's definitely an interesting decision to go him game one. Um, and they're going to go uh, Miles Michaelis in game two. So, yeah, I don't agree with the decision. I don't. I think it's a bad decision. I think it's the wrong guy to go to. I don't understand. I just don't. Um, with that said, he's been good. And so, you know, I think I know why the Cardinals are doing it. But, again, no matter how lengthy they let him go into this game, I just don't fully understand it. I get Schwarber and Harper, lefties, top of that order. You want him to face those guys as much as possible. Um, and, and so it wouldn't necessarily make too much sense to have him as the guy that comes in after, uh, the starting pitcher. So yeah, letting him go four innings does not sound ridiculous, but man, I want to set a tone early. I'm not going Quintana. That's just me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it would be one thing if they were choosing between Quintana and some big strikeout pitcher. Because we all know strikeouts play in the playoffs. Strikeouts and home runs play in the playoffs, which is unfortunate sometimes. But, I mean, the data backs it up. Uh, you need that, that front-line pitching. The thing about the Cardinals is they really don't have that choice. Um, they would if Flaherty was healthy and dominant as he has been in the past. But he's still a little shaky. Their only other choices, Michaelis is not a strikeout pitcher. Montgomery is not a strikeout pitcher. Wainwright is not a strikeout pitcher. They're a staff of ground ball pitchers and contact-oriented pitchers. And, you know, when you look at it through that lens, I guess I kind of see the logic in it in, in starting Quintana game one. I'm interested in their choice between Quintana and Montgomery, both lefties. But at the same time, it's the Cardinals. They're, you know, generally a well-run organization. They always seem to be competitive in the playoffs. So... I'm not really going to question it. That's fair enough. Um, I guess when you look at the offenses, the Phillies, you know, can slug. You know, they For can sure. hit the ball well. Um, I wouldn't necessarily consider them a hot team coming into the playoffs. And a big no. part of that has been offensively. They have not been 
what they were the entire year the last two weeks. Um, that was a big part of the the reason that they did almost find themselves in a spot of falling completely out of the playoffs had the Brewers not just been such a terribly uh, had not played so terribly down the stretch as well. You know, with the Phillies, I wouldn't say boom or bust offensively, but I would say they need the slug. If they don't slug in the playoffs, if they don't hit the ball out, they're going to struggle. And this is to your credit, why I think the Phillies are at a disadvantage offensively because the Cardinals are going to limit the home runs. The Phillies are not going to be able to hit the ball out as much as they're used to. I think that gives advantage to the Cardinals pitching staff over the Phillies uh, lineup, which kind of comes down to how I think the series will go because I don't know how you feel about the Cardinals offense. They've been really, really good this year, but they've also struggled as of late, too. And without Goldschmidt and Arenado producing, they haven't produced a ton. You don't look at that lineup and you're not scared. And so for me, when I look at this series, I envision Wheeler and Nola doing pretty well. And I think the Cardinals pitching is going to have to carry them if they want to win this series. I agree. Um, Goldschmidt was the runaway favorite for MVP in late August, but he had a sub-700 OPS in September. Um, Arenado's been solid still, but, you know, it's uh, the playoffs are, are a different animal in the regular season, and everybody needs to step up. I know I was kind of singing the Cardinals' praises earlier, but I'm actually going to go out on a limb here and say the Phillies take this series. I think, you know, you mentioned the home run power. They've got several legit threats to go deep. JT Romuto very quietly had a 20 stolen base, 20 home run season this year. Um, and he will be batting fairly low in their order. You mentioned Schwarber. You mentioned Harper. There's also Hoskins. Um, there's a few other solid hitters in that lineup. But another thing to consider is uh, Cardinals have home field advantage here. So it will be played in Bush Stadium. Uh, Citizens Bank Park, where the Phillies play, has traditionally been a very, very, very home run, home run friendly ballpark. Up until this year, that is. Because with the advent of the humidor in all 30 ballparks, Philadelphia has gone from basically the easiest, like top three easiest parks to hit a home run in, to bottom five hardest home runs. Hardest parks to hit a home run in. So I actually like the Phillies' chances better on the road than at home in this series because they are going to be carried by that home run ball. And I just think there's a better chance of a few Phillies hitters getting hot at the right time than the chance that all three contact-oriented Cardinals starters contain that lineup. Yeah, I think you make phenomenal points, actually. And I am super torn in this series, to be quite frank. At the end of the day, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. And the reason I'm going to go with the Cardinals is because they just have better pitching from the first inning of the game to the ninth inning of the game. Um, yeah, the Phillies have had some guys get hot in the bullpen and, and really allow them to not have a complete and utter tank at this last two weeks. Um, I'm going to say Cardinals because I feel like these are going to be very evenly matched games going late, uh, but the Cardinals are just going to pull out on top. I actually think 
that this will go to three games. Um, and we're going to have maybe one of the best series, though maybe one of the least anticipated series, in my opinion, at least from what I've seen mm-hmm. nationally. Um, yeah. But I think this could be the best series there is. I think the Mets and Padres, and I think the National League has better on paper series. It's just, just my opinion. Um, because I this series, like you said, it just matches up so well because you see strengths meeting weaknesses and weaknesses meeting strengths for both teams. And that always delivers in my opinion. So I'm looking forward to the series, but I do have the Cardinals in game three winning this just too much pitching. Um, and you know, Ranger Suarez is good, but I just, I just really think that the Phillies don't have enough pitching to carry them if they go to a game three. Yeah, and I think if it goes to a game three, I think the Cardinals would have an advantage in that game. No doubt about it. But the the possibility of Wheeler and Nola both going eight innings and shutting down that Cardinal lineup while the Phillies get a few clutch homers and ending this series in two games, that's a big possibility, I think. I um, and like you said, you think you expect some close games here, but there's certainly a good chance that the Phillies bust out for eight runs in a game. You know, I can definitely see that. I don't really see that potential from the Cardinals. They have Arnauto, they have Goldschmidt, but beyond them, O'Neill has been nothing close to last year's self this year. Carlson's been just decent and injured. Um, they have a few solid rookies, Newbar, Donovan, but there's no one else in that lineup that really scares me. And the Phillies lineup is longer for sure. So no, yeah, no, you're totally, totally right there. I just the Cardinals know how to play their brand of baseball this year, and they've done it so well. And to me, the Phillies have never found that stride, and they haven't figured out how to consistently play their brand of baseball. And it's tough to play your brand of baseball when you're terrible on defense. And I just think the Cardinals know how to win, and for that's kind of the reason I give it to the Cardinals. To be honest, you know. I kind of want to say Phillies too, but at the end of the day, the Cardinals, they know how to win. So, yep. Yeah, that's fair. But I think both of us are a little closer to the, or a lot closer to the mid line on here than nationally. I mean, even more so than the Mets and Padres series, I think this is just considered pretty much a given for the Cardinals. And I really don't see that. Um, I don't see the Phillies rolling over like that. Okay, let's move on to the American League. Um, We've got the 6-3 matchup of the Rays and the Guardians, which we predicted, you predicted actually, back in our second half preview episode where we were breaking down uh, where we thought the potential playoff teams would end up. And I remember you said the Rays will just slide into that sixth spot and get the easy, easy bid against the Guardians. So how are you feeling about that uh, prediction coming true? Well, I have to be honest with you, I kind of forgot that I predicted that. So thank you for reminding me. But I will say this. I'm not as confident in the Rays as I am. I should say it this way. I'm not as confident in the Rays going in there and rolling over the Guardians as much as I was two, three, four weeks ago, whenever we did that podcast. And quite honestly, there's part of me that says the Guardians are the better team. The Guardians at that point in time were, you know, floating to the the top of the uh, division. The White Sox were playing 500 baseball throughout the entire year, literally. 
And the twins were, I mean, the twins really imploded big time. Um, and, and we'll rip on them when we do our post after the postseason breakdown video of all the, of all the teams and how their seasons went. But you know, the guardians, not only did they win the division, they played really, really well and they, they got hot. Yeah, they got hot and they know kind of like the Cardinals, how to play their brand of baseball. They're going to put the ball in play and then they're going to get guys on base. And when guys get on base, someone random is going to hit the ball out of the ballpark. They're going to pitch well. Um, and they're going to give the ball to class a and you're not going to hit class a i'm sorry unless he walks you no. so you know and he doesn't walk you no and he doesn't walk you so you know the rays are not that scary anymore they know how to win games they do they know how to match up well but you know i mean there's no ah there's just wander franco has not been you know the immediate superstar that we kind of envisioned and they have a lot of guys that had nice, you know, three month stretches, but I don't know. I don't know. I just, I think the Guardians are the better team. I think they are too, which, I mean, obviously is, is surprising to say, um, given that the Guardians were probably projected to be the third or fourth best team in their own division heading into this year. Uh, but there's no denying how well they played over the last few months. And you can say they're in a weak division, which is true, but. They were just flat out playing well against everybody in the last few months. And uh, and that means something, especially going into the postseason, feeling good about your team. Um, let's take a look at the starting pitching matchups. Game one tomorrow, which, for a second here, I just have to rag on MLB for scheduling a noon game on Friday for the playoffs. That's sad, but... It is the Rays and the Guardians, so not not uh, two of the bigger markets in MLB. Still a shame that they would schedule like that. Anyway, tomorrow at noon, we have Shane McClanahan going for the Rays against Shane Bieber, the double Shane matchup uh, for the Guardians. I'm really interested to see how this goes. Two very successful pitchers, two pitchers who have very different ways of going about attacking opposing lineups. McClanahan from the left side, he's going to blow 98 by you. He's got several good off-speed pitches, but sometimes lacks command of a couple of them. Whereas Bieber does not have a power fastball. He's going to sit 91, 93, 94, maybe. And he's going to command his curveball and slider just below the zone and get you to chase. Um... I really, really, really like both of these matchups um, in terms of these starting pitchers against the teams that they're facing. McClanahan is a power pitcher, and the Guardians are a contact-oriented team. And if there is a lineup that can you know, beat a power pitcher, it is that slap-hitting team because they're not swinging out of their shoes at that 98, two inches above the zone. They're just get, pulling their hands in and spraying it, spraying it the other way, spraying it up the middle, getting those bloop hits, hitting line drives. I'm really, really interested to see how this one plays out, and I think the Guardians have the advantage in Game 1. Bieber has been really, really solid this year, sub-3 ERAs. Um, both these guys have sub-3 ERAs. McClanahan was the AL Cy Young favorite for most of the year. Uh, he's faltered down the stretch, not throwing 
his best stuff recently. So I like the Guardians in game one. Game two, this is where it gets real interesting because the Rays are starting Tyler Glasnow. Game two. He has made one or two appearances, I think, since coming back from Tommy John surgery. So he will not be going deep three or four innings at the most in that game. And his opponent is Tristan McKenzie, who is probably not as nationally recognized as he should be. Another guy with a sub three ERA. And game three, if it gets that far, the Rays have not announced a starter yet. The Guardians will be starting Cal Quantrill, who has literally never lost in his career at Guaranteed Rate Field. No, not Guaranteed Rate. Progressive Field, where the Indian, where the Guardians play. So, I don't know. What are you thinking? How, first of all, how, what do you think about Glasnow starting that game? I think it's the right move because the Rays are going to... You already knew that they... Well, let me rephrase that. How many playoff series have they played in where they haven't essentially done like a bullpen game? I mean, they're going to yank you the second that you struggle. They're going to yank you the second they don't like your matchups, no matter who you are. They would yank the Grom after two innings if they didn't like him. Like, the Rays are going to trust their guys. So I don't see them really struggling with that game at all. And, you know, you look at game one, the, the Shane game, that'll be fun. That'll be really fun. I could see that one being a blow-up game for both teams. I, I can envision that being a high-scoring game. I can mm-hmm. envision it being a one-to-one game in the ninth inning. Like, I could see that one going both ways. Um, you know, this series is so perfect in the sense that both of these are, you know, the quote-unquote moneyball teams that are going to you know, develop pitchers really well and get the most out of their hitters, and but still fly under the radar every year and s- essentially be competitive every single year, no matter who they have, and unless their owner tells them to fire sell. So, yeah, even though I said I like the Guardians, I think the Rays are going to end up winning this series. Really? I think they're just going to... I just think that they're going to slug a little bit better, and that's going to be the difference. So I have the Rays in three... But I do have the Rays winning the series. Yeah, and I, I'm going to go with the Guardians. I I really like just their entire team approach. They play good defense. They're contact-oriented. Jose Ramirez is huge in the middle of their lineup. And the big thing is Jose Ramirez doesn't carry that lineup. Yes, he's really the only significant power threat, but... Everybody else gets on base in front of him, and that's why he's so dangerous. You know, when you're looking at a guy like even Manny Machado in the Padres lineup, he's hit so many solo home runs this year because guys just couldn't get on base in front of him, especially before the Soto trade. So I think that lineup is very underrated. I think Josh Naylor will have a big postseason moment. Um, You might remember he went off in the 2020 wildcard series against the Yankees. Um, he's had several dramatic moments this year. I think he's a, a super kind of, you know, kind of cult hero guy who could step up out of nowhere. Stephen Kwan is, you know, I mean, he's a rookie. You never know. The, the spotlight could be too big for some of these guys. But the Rays lineup, A, it's just completely anonymous. So is the Guardians lineup. You can't take that from either side. But 
I think it just lacks the consistency, which is sort of by design. You know, they just do the matchups. But I don't know. I, I just don't see the cohesiveness in that Rays lineup that I see with the Guardians. They haven't really caught fire at any point this season. Well, I mean, I guess a little bit in late August, they tried to chase down the Yankees, um, but they've cooled off, you know, only 86 wins. That's not really that scary. And yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I'm just kind of hand-waving my way through this, but my gut tells me the Guardians come away with this one. Two words, Randy of Rosarena. That's all you need. He's going to carry. He'll get them to New York. All right. Very confident in that. I'd love to see it. So so we got one more series to break down, and that's a fun one. Yes, definitely. We got the 4-5 matchup between the Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays in the Rogers Center, possibly the loudest venue in Major League Baseball well-known for its uh, explosions of noise with the uh, Jose Bautista home run, the Edwin Encarnacion home run. Lots of great moments there in postseasons past in the mid-2010s. Um, so super, super excited for playoff baseball to be coming back there. So there's really several huge storylines going into this one, probably the biggest being the Mariners breaking their drought. Uh, longest drought in professional sports, North American sports history, 21 years. Um, so that's uh, that's obviously huge for the city of Seattle. And it would be really unfortunate if they didn't even get to play a series at home this year, uh, if they lose on the road in Toronto. So for that reason, I'm kind of pulling for Seattle just to, to be able to get a playoff series in Seattle. But... The Blue Jays are certainly, you know, they have all of their home country pulling for them. Um, They seemed like they had arrived a little early in 2020, took a small step back last year, missed the playoffs, despite um, Vladdy's almost MVP season. Uh, And this year, they, I mean, I don't really want to say they put it all together because it still seems like they didn't really, you know, reach their ceiling this year, but Certainly, you know, they had a good season and uh, they're a dangerous team, probably a little bit better than the Mariners on paper, but I'd love to hear your take on this three-game series. Yeah, this is going to be a fun series. This one in the Padres-Mets series, they will be the most fun, exciting, flashy um, series, in my opinion. It's going to draw a lot of fanfare. Look at this matchup from a perspective of young, vibrant talent in the game. Vladdy, Bo Bichette, although he struggled this year. You've got postseason superstar George Springer. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rotation there in Toronto, albeit a little different than what people probably anticipated going into the year, still has some horses at the top. And mm-hmm. Seattle, I mean, my gosh, what a rotation they are going to have for the next five years. You throw in Julio Rodriguez. Um, man, I, I can't forget Adam Frazier. But, you know, I mean, 
it'll be a fun series. And both fan bases are hungry. Both fan bases are electric. It's going to be great. When Adam Frazier comes up is when you go to the concession stand to get your <laughs> chicken tenders. Unless you really need like a, a, a single or just like a ground ball to get the runner in from third. Yeah, second. ground ball to second base. That's what you stay for. Um, but yeah, no, this will be a phenomenal series. And I really hope it goes to game three. And I know technically I'm going to predict every series going into game three, which probably isn't likely, but you know, it, it feels like this is going to go to a game three. Um, but I'm actually going to contradict myself because even though I just said that, I changed my mind. I think Toronto wins this one in two. Wow. I think Toronto wins the series outright. I don't see this being Seattle's quote unquote year. And because of that, I don't see them winning a game. I like Toronto's team a lot. And I think that they're a dangerous team. Um, albeit not reaching their peak, like you said, they're a very dangerous team. They know that this is a year to prove themselves because they did not do so last year and they need to play well. And I think they are going to play well. Like I said, you get George Springer in the playoffs, my gosh. Um, and I anticipate him to continue that success. So yeah, I just see Toronto winning this series. I think they're ready. Um, you know, the last time that they played, these two teams played, there was a little bit of drama, if you will. Um, after Seattle swept them, they uh, a couple of the players were walking off the field doing the sweeping motion, and I know Toronto players have not forgotten that because they've let nationally it known that they have not forgotten that. So we talk about the the Padres having a little bit of that, you know, okay, shoulder. yeah, the, the Blue Jays have one, and I think they're going to take it to the Mariners. I really do. Okay. I have a bit of an interesting prediction here. So we just look at the starting pitching matchups. Um, the Mariners have announced starters for all three games. The Blue Jays have only announced Alec Manoa will be starting game one. The Mariners have Castillo, Luis Castillo going game one, Robbie Ray going game two, and Logan Gilbert going game three. If we're looking at the Blue Jays rotation, I'm assuming Kevin Gosman probably goes game two. Um, he's been clearly their second best and arguably their best starter. Although Manoa has a, an outstanding ERA, Gosman has really great strikeout and walk numbers. And he's limited the home run ball as well. So he should start game two for all intents and purposes. And then when it gets to game three, it's a little cloudy. Um, you got Ross Stripling as an option. He's had a good year. He's had a three ERA, despite not really striking anybody out. Um, so, I mean... It's a, not an ideal pick, but you still feel probably pretty comfortable with him on the mound. Game three, they could also opt for a kind of piggyback slash bullpen game. They have Jose Barrios as an option. They kept running him out there. He started 32 games. Um, but that ERA, I mean, over five. So I don't know how much they trust him in a postseason game. Uh, he might not even make the roster. I don't know. But... Um, yeah, so with that said, you've got Castillo versus Manoa, Ray versus probably Gosman, and Gilbert versus probably Stripling. My prediction is the Blue Jays have the clear edge in Game 2. The Mariners have the clear edge in Game 3. So I think if it gets to a Game 3, I like the Mariners' chances. But if the Blue Jays win game one, 
which should be an awesome game, a pitcher's duel between Manoa and Castillo. If the Blue Jays win game one, I think it's Blue Jays in two. If the Mariners win game one, I think it's Mariners in three. I love that. I think that's a phenomenal prediction. Um, and I and I think that's partially why I go Blue Jays in two is just because I like their pedigree a little bit more. And pitching matchup-wise, game one, it's so close. I mean, yeah, Castillo's probably a better pitcher uh, if you look at a, a career standpoint, but Manoa's been great. And I don't see Manoa having any issues with it being his first postseason. So I think nice. the Blue Jays squeezed that one out. And game two, like you say, I mean, Gosman will shut the door on the Mariners. And that's okay, Mariners fans, because you have so many more years ahead of you that are going to be phenomenal. So don't stress out too much. But I just, I don't know. The Mariners don't strike me as anything that are too serious of a threat. And maybe I'm underestimating them, but I just don't see it. Yeah. I mean, the lineup is clearly not not on the level of the Blue Jays. So it'll have to be their pitching that steps up. Um, and Cal Raleigh's got to hit like five home runs in the series. But hey, it's possible. <laughs> yeah. it's possible. Anything's possible. And I think that so, is something that you don't hear enough of. You want to um, have a little fun with some brackets? We, we gave our picks for this um, these matchups, but you want to take it all the way to the World Series? No, I think that's a great idea, especially given that this would be our first postseason video. So let's let's do it. Um, I'll let you go first. You kind of give us a rundown of what your bracket looks like, and then I'll follow up. All right. Let me pull up the, uh, the little bracket challenge here on MLB so I can, I can make it official. All right. We got first one up here is Blue Jays Mariners. Um, I just gave my half pick there, but uh, I'm going to go with Blue Jays. Uh, okay. Guardians Rays, I picked the Guardians. Mets Padres, I picked the Mets, but really in my heart of hearts, I want the Padres to win, so I'm going to pick the Padres. Sorry, Mets fans. Cardinals Phillies, I picked the Phillies. Okay, so that's uh, what we talked about today. Then we would have a 1-4 matchup of Astros Blue Jays. And, I mean, that's tough. Uh, Astros are the class of the American League. They have made the ALCS in like three out of the last four years, I think. So um, Blue Jays are good. I don't see them standing up to the Astros. I got Astros there. Guardians, Yankees. Uh, that's an interesting one. Um, Yankees would have home field advantage. Two completely different teams. Yankees built around the home run ball. They've got a few guys with low averages and and uh, good home run power. That's an interesting one, but I think I'll take the Yankees, if only to see that Astros-Yankees rematch in the ALCS. That would be a heated series. Dodgers-Padres, everybody knows the Padres own the Dodgers. Easy pick there. <laughs> um, Phillies-Braves, oof. Oh, man. I mean... I should, if I was really doing this, uh, I would probably go look back at what the Phillies did against the Braves this year. I think the Braves probably won that season series pretty comfortably. Um, yeah, Atlanta's a tough place to play in the playoffs, so I'll pick the Braves there. It's um, a pretty boring bracket, though. You know what? I'll take the Guardians to surprise the Yankees, actually. Okay. Then we're going to go with uh, Astros-Guardians. I'll take the Astros. 
Padres, Braves. Got to be the Padres. And, of course, the Padres win it all because what did you expect? <laughs> so my, uh, my thought with these things when I'm doing these brackets is, like, I could do it based on what I really, really think is going to happen. But the difference between what I really think is going to happen and what I want to happen is so minuscule that the odds of either being right are so small that I might as well just pick what I want to happen. And then who cares? And then I don't have to be rooting for teams that I don't want to win. Um, but really, if I was if I was really, um, you know, doing it based on the best team every time, I don't think I could do a better bracket because the best team doesn't win ever. Like it doesn't. It, the best team doesn't always win. That's just not how baseball works. You know, I've mentioned the uh, the Dodgers splitting a six game series with the Rockies. Um, they got swept at home, or I think they lost two out of three at home to the Pirates this year. There's there's always, the Mets just got swept by the Cubs. You know, stuff happens. And even in the playoffs, or kind of especially in the playoffs, when everything depends on these games, guys press, guys have, you know, uncharacteristic performances, guys with no postseason pedigree, just come out of the woodworks and shine and become heroes. So really it's, it's, there's really never a series where it's more than 60, 40 in favor of any team. And uh, for that reason, it's, uh, it's really just comes down to who the, who, who gets lucky and who has the mojo and whose team, whose team gets hot at the right time. No, 100% agree with all the things you just said right there. And um, all right, well, without further ado, I'll give my quick bracket uh, prediction. So uh, let's start in the AL, or excuse me, let's start in the NL, because screw the AL. Um, Mets, Padres, going Padres. And then Phillies, Cardinals, I'm going Cardinals. Okay. Um, then you got Padres, Dodgers. Of course, obviously, I'm going to go with the Padres. That's probably the easiest one to predict. <laughs> and then. You look at the top half of the bracket, you have Cardinals then playing the Braves. I think this will be a good series. I'm looking forward to seeing that series through five. And my bold prediction is going to be Cardinals win that series. Wow. Come out okay. and they shock the Braves because they're playing well and they pitch well and the Braves just aren't ready. Um, so Cardinals, Padres, and the CS. Um, mm. Padres probably sweep that series no but i think the padres will win that series if they make it to that point i think the padres probably win that series sending them to the world series so then american league side um as i mentioned earlier i got the rays beating up on the guardians to then play the yankees and then i'm gonna have the uh team up north the canadian team the toronto blue jays winning against the mariners in two (laughs) to then go and play the astros um I want to get bold here and say the Rays are going to beat the Yankees, but I just don't see that happening. So I'm going to go Yankees winning that series, and then the Astros are way too good. And then I see the uh, – and by me saying the Astros are way too good, that means they're going to beat the Blue Jays. And then Astros-Yankees, you know, I think that's going to be a hyped-up series that is a big dud. I think the Astros run the Yankees out of the building. Um, They're just so good, and the Yankees are just – good really good but the astros are just so good so you got astros padres 
um, you know, you get ready for the memes of the entire world or the entire country map, and it'll be the one dot in Houston of fans rooting for the Astros and the rest of the country rooting for the Padres. But yeah, I think the Padres go on and win the World Series. Um, extremely bold prediction, but you know, if you don't have bias, then you're not predicting. You're <laughs> you're just going based on numbers and stats, and that's no fun. So, you know, right. Padres World Series champs. Um, but yeah, like it. it you know, my heart tells me Padres. Realistically, it's going to be Dodgers Astros, and not that I would hate to see Dodgers Astros World Series because I love baseball, I love World Series, but man, like that cannot be what anyone's dreaming to happen. But I, you know, my mind tells me the numbers tell me that's what it's going to be, and even if it's Dodgers Yankees, like that's a little bit better than Dodgers Astros. No, I really don't see too many people looking forward to a Dodgers Astros series, other than people that want a little bit of revenge for the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, the only storyline there is the twenty seventeen cheating scandal and that will be over over overused uh not oh, that yeah. it's not that it's not a big deal but i mean yeah i don't think i think people would get tired of that narrative pretty quickly yeah um and yeah i mean okay we both picked the padres because we're padres fans that's just how it goes but as you said if you're just going by the numbers a it's boring and b baseball is not like these other sports where the best team wins 80 percent of the time you know, it's just, it's just not, that's the beauty of it. That's why it's 162 game season and not 17 or even 82. Yeah. Um, and that's the beauty of these long playoff series, because even in the seven game series, you have upsets, you have wild, you have, you know, interference calls at third base, you have balls bouncing off outfielders and going over the wall. You know, it's, uh, it's baseball and that's why we love it. And we're allowed to pick the Padres, and they're going to win the World Series. And you can come afterwards and tell us you're sorry for doubting us. Exactly. So I will be telling everybody I know that the Padres have more regular season wins than the Braves did last year. And that's enough for me to say that they're going to win. Fair enough. Um, so, well, without further ado, Johnny, I think I'm good. You got anything else you wanted to add? No. Uh, did I mention the Padres are going to win? Oh yeah, I didn't. Uh, the viewers, in case you were wondering, we think the Padres are good. Okay, good. Just want to make that clear. Um, alrighty, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Get ready, get hyped, because playoff baseball's here, and there's nothing better than playoff baseball. So let's Absolutely. do this. Let's get into October. Yes, sir. We will be back with another episode uh, previewing the division series, and then hopefully one with the champion series, championship series, and the World Series. So stay tuned for that. Can't wait for playoff baseball. It never disappoints. We will see you next week. Later.